Hey, everybody, welcome back to another podcast episode. And today we are going to be talking about the moon landing, the moon landing, this excessive need for knowledge that has been increasing in our world, and also how this ties into Project Paperclip, the Nazis, and even Disney. So I want to talk about this, you guys, because I think it's really important. Um, and for some of you guys, this may be new information. And for some of you, you already have an idea of our world system and how really these people in the know and um, these elitists and Luciferians and Freemasons of the world have really tried to trick us into this understanding um, that our world was created differently than how the Bible describes it and has really deceived us using Hollywood, using media, and using the lies of television and radio to try to formulate an image um, to deceive us, essentially. And so I want to ask you guys a question before we start. And this is a great basis to start people thinking about some of these new ideas, to break that cognitive dissonance that has just been embedded in our minds and for so long, for decades, really. And so my question is this, do you believe that the government would lie to us? Now, if you said, yes, the government would lie to us, then that's a great starting point because then you can start to introduce some of these ideas to people and to you listening that, hey, maybe if they lie to us about one thing, they lie to us about a lot of things. And one of those things is potentially the moon landing. Now, if you said, no, I don't think the government would lie to us. Well, this might be a little challenging of a podcast to listen to, but I challenge you to st stick around and um, have an open mind. And of course, with everything, everything I present, everything that everybody presents, always take that to God, always have a wisdom and a discerning heart to weed through the knowledge and throw out the stuff that does not apply. Okay. So we all have to come to this understanding where we don't blindly trust people. We don't blindly trust not only our media, our politicians, those that are leaders, but we don't blindly trust people online. We don't blindly trust these social influencers who pour out their own propaganda and try to mislead people with lies and false stories. So going back to this idea of the moon landing, um, how I got on this was I read a recent article, and I'm going to pull it up here. I read a recent article about um, India going to the moon. And so it says in this article I'm going to read, um, it talks about, it has a picture of uh, the president, Joe Biden, and Narendra Modi, India's prime minister. But it talks about India made history as a first country to land near the South Pole of the moon with its Chandrayaan-3 lander on August 23rd, 2023. And this also makes it the first country to land on the moon since China in the 20, in China in 2020. So here we have this idea that India has landed on the moon and we got to take it back because this ties into the Apollo 11 landing and it ties into Werner von Braun. Now, Werner von Braun, let's take it back. Let's take it back to after World War II. I've talked about this a lot and it's really a critical time in our history where so much happened. And when you take it back after World War II and Project Paperclip was instituted that brought over these Nazi scientists, one of them being Werner von Braun. Now, who is Werner von Braun? He was a scientist that specialized in this kind of rocket ship um, science, space science, really, essentially. And he 
had um, in 1969, he was the lead NASA led the NASA's development of Saturn, the Saturn V rocket that took Apollo 11 to the moon. Now, Apollo 11, the number 11 is very important in the occult. 11 stands for the two pillars. These two pillars are um, very important in Freemasonry. And so these two twin pillars are Yaquin and Boaz. And this is the pillars that you see. You guys have all seen the pictures in Freemasonry, the two pillars that are standing there right in the checkerboard floor. These two pillars of Yaquin and Boaz are from Solomon's temple. Yes, Solomon of the Bible. And this is why many people think that Freemasons are in fact Christians. But there is something called Solomonic magic because as many of you know, the story of Solomon taking many concubines that led him away from the one true God, Yehovah, Yehovah, right? Um, Elohim. And so these two pillars are prominently in Freemasonry and they're this idea of this entryway to the divine or transcendental planes of the spiritual world or the spiritual realm, okay? And so Albert Pike, who was a free Freemason and he was a philosopher, he says this about these two pillars and their relationship to gender, sexual relations, nature, and oppositions. Now, keep in mind the sexual relations gender part because this comes into play into all this space stuff. Now I'm going somewhere with this so you guys stay with me. This is what Albert Pike says, unity is Boaz and the binary is Yaquin. The two columns, Boaz and Yaquin, explain in the Kabbalah all the mysteries of nature, political and religious antagonism. Woman is man's creation and universal creation is the female of the first principle. When the first principle of existence made himself creator. Okay, so he goes on, but essentially what he's talking about is this idea of um, the male and the female, right? And here comes in this idea of duality. Now, when you start to look at space, you start to look at the rockets, and you understand from their lens, I'm talking about the occultists, I'm talking about these people, these Nazi scientists that came on under um, Project Paperclip that were involved with Hitler, that were using these philosophies that were highly occultic, highly satanic to engineer these ideas. Now, I believe that sometime in the late 40s and 50s, there was for lack of another word, like a rip or something in the veil um, between ourselves and the spiritual realm that became lessened, that that opened up. Because if you look back and you start to see all these things happening, these supernatural events, UFOs were spotted, um, you have space just increasing the the idea and the need and the want to go to, in quote, space. Um, you also see the sex magic happening around Area 51 with um, the founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, and Jack Parsons, who ironically is directly um, related to rocket science and is said to, many people believe that he was essentially the NASA guy at the time and potentially started JPL. But all these strange things started happening. People started seeing UFOs, um, like I said, and technology increased rapidly. We went from like literally horse and buggy to like flying in airplanes and having t you know cell phones like overnight, right? The technology increased rapidly and all of this plays into this idea that something more was going on here. And so back to these pillars, 
and this idea of the number 11. Okay, we're talking about the Apollo 11. And I took a really sharp right turn, but you guys are with me. I know you're with me. So when you think about Apollo 11, and you think about all the names, and you start looking at all these kind of Greek god names for everything related to rockets um, and NASA, you start to see this kind of overview of what their belief system really is. And this even ties into Stanley Kubrick, who was a famous director. He was the director of The Shining, okay? And if you remember the original Shining with Jack Nicholson, little Danny had a sweatshirt on that had Apollo 11 on it. And the two twins in that movie represent, you know, the twins of Gemini, but they also represent the two pillars of Freemasonry and the number 11. Now, as you continue down this rabbit hole, you will start to see that the number 11 is also why 9-11 was utilized on that day. Two pillars became one. And this is this idea of dissolve and coagulate, right? Dissolve and coagulate is an alchemical phrase. And it's also a phrase that is written on the Baphomet's forearm. Okay, this is an occultic idea. It's like a hodgepodge of ideas, like almost every philosophy and in quote religion um, have this idea that to bring order out of chaos, you need to dissolve something to bring it up out of the ashes. Same idea with the phoenix rising out of the ashes. This is that idea here. And so you see all these similar connections going back to the number 11, 911, the two towers dissolving and recreating the one tower. Um, 11 is very significant in the occult. And so when we go back to Warner von Braun and we go back to these Nazi scientists, um, you see Werner von Braun was directly associated also with Disney. Disney, Walt Disney was obsessed with space and Walt Disney was a 33rd degree Mason. This is why he has um, the 33 club at his Disneyland. Um, I don't know if he has it at Disney World, but I know he has it at Disneyland because I grew up in Southern California. I remember seeing it there in Anaheim and I never liked Disneyland. Always had this really heavy feeling there. And knowing now what I know about SRA survivors, satanic ritual abuse survivors, um, a lot of abuse happened after hours and um, on these rides at Disneyland. And so when you look at Disneyland in Anaheim, it's on the 33rd parallel. And so you start to see all these tie-ins. Walt Disney was um, a member of De Molay, which was a secret society. And you start to peel back all these um, tie-ins. I recently had on a guest, Kathy O'Brien. And I do want to say this, I will be bringing guests on at times who um, maybe some of you will say, oh, is she a Christian? Is she not a Christian? Um, I still believe that some of these people have valuable information to give. And, you know, it's your prerogative what you want to believe about that. But I do think that there are people that have information to give. She was definitely um, had to be hidden because of the information that she knew. Why she is still alive? Well, a lot of people live after going through that stuff because they aren't deemed a threat anymore. And if you think about what's going in our world on in our world today, a lot of the information that she gave was her own personal testimony and it was horrific what she went through. Um, but a lot of what she said is stuff that is, is already out there. And so 
perhaps part of just her ability to still be alive because we know that a lot of these people um, do get off thrown off these freedom trains so to speak this is that idea of you know cutting them off from having these secrets um, that they potentially could share um, you know they don't deem as deem them as a threat and so I don't think we we need to go into every situation everything's a psyop everything's a you know everybody's a shill and everybody's you know planted have wisdom have discernment and take some of these things and if have an open mind um i don't believe in the new age i i don't believe that any freedom comes other than jesus christ and so i know that kathy um, is not a christian but we can continue to pray that the lord softens her heart towards him and that's what we need to do so i wanted to say that and touch on that a little bit because i had some people asking some questions and um i think that we need to you know continue to pray for these people for sure so Anyways, moving back to this idea, Walt Disney, Warner Von Braun, all these tie-ins to NASA, JPL, um, Jack Parsons, the sex magic go- being done in in the desert around Area 51, um, Babylon Workings, that was called. But this all ties into this idea of this occultic magic. And you guys have heard me talk a lot about worshiping the creation over the creator. And this is the huge idea behind many of these occultists these occultists have this lens of worshiping the sun and the moon and as we start to kind of identify what's going on here in our world you'll start to see the emphasis on the creation and the bible says in genesis 1 this is kind of why i got on this tangent too because in genesis i've been doing a study and um it talks about biblical cosmology and when you start to understand that the way God said the earth was created is a lot different than what our school systems and in quote scientists have told us. Um, I am going to get into the topic of globe earth versus flat earth, um, biblical cosmology. I will do that down the line. But for today in Genesis 1 16, it says, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he also made the stars. I'll leave that right there. We'll talk on that another day. But the moon is a light. The moon is a light. And so I don't know about you guys, but when I first started to dive into this idea that the moon landing could potentially have been faked, once I started to see it, I was like, oh my gosh, the idea that this tin box looking thing landed on the moon is, I mean, it takes a lot of faith to believe that. And you start to look at some of these documentaries that have come out about the moon landing. And um, there was a recent, I don't know if it was a recent document documentary, but there was a documentary called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon by Bart Sabral. And this video contains seriously some of the most damning evidence ever leaked from NASA. And now whether this guy accidentally sent this video out and didn't realize it or he was a whistleblower apparently this video got leaked out and you can find it you can still find it online but it shows the apollo 11 crew faking the shot of the earth by trickery and once you watch this video it has a woman on there she has like an english accent or some sort of accent like that and um you see this you see in this video it's it's grainy because it's you know it's old but you see in this video the lights are turned off in the cabin 
and um, you know you have the camera there. You can see the camera. You can see the film, um, how it it's filmed around the window, and you even see like someone's arm get in the way, and it's it's crazy. Once you see it, I don't know how you can miss it. And when you start to look at all these little pieces, look at the conference after. Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins um, get back from their trip, right, to the moon. They have this conference, and I saw this one video on YouTube, and you guys can find it, I'm sure, but just Google search, you know, the conference after Apollo 11. But the three men are sitting there, and they look so just unhappy, (laughs) you know, like they look so nervous, their body language is is of somebody that is very nervous um their eyes are shifty their hands and their and their shoulders are like clenched forward their eyes are going down you know you'd think if you went to the moon you would be ecstatic to share your experience but when you guys watch this video clip of when these three guys got back you cannot help but see that their countenance their whole face and everything about them is is down it's it's almost as if they are ashamed and you can see it in their body and um there's even a video where a woman breaks down their body language and that's very telling as well because she's an expert in the field and you can start to see piecing these things all together now buzz and neil and michael collins were all freemasons and I have a picture, a couple of pictures that I'll put up um, on my Instagram page, but they're all doing the Freemason sim- symbolism, um, the one eye, you know, the okay sign, all of that is being done by these men, especially Buzz. But there's a couple of videos specifically of Buzz as he got older. And here is a really telling point. There's one where a woman stands up in the audience and he's at some sort of conference. He's a lot older at this point. And he literally says, we didn't go to the moon. Now, when you look that video up and you start to see the articles surrounding it, it's all fact-checked. It's all like, oh, conspiracy theorists say blah, 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 you know? And of course, that's what they do because he's he literally said that they didn't go to the moon. Now, there's another video where a little girl asks him, how come we never went back to the moon? And he fumbles around in his words and he again says because we never went and I do believe that that God allows them to just admit the truth I really do I think part of the time it's God saying you know what what is hidden will come to light that's a biblical verse right but also in their arrogancy and in their pompousness of thinking that they can come up with this huge lie to deceive the American people and people all over the world, because not just America went to the moon or said they went to the moon, Russia, China, you know, um, and now India. And you start to see where this deception runs so deep. And I do believe that God allows them to slip up. Now, was Buzz potentially an MK Ultra? Um, victim he could potentially have been an mind control victim as well that's very a high possibility as well and so as they get older their their programming breaks down and such but you've got those videos and then you have the guy the one video where the guy says we'd go to the moon if we could but we lost the technology to get there what like a record scratch right like you lost the technology like top level technology to get to the moon and you lost it um, 
you know, all these things are are little tiny things in and of themselves. But when you put them together, it gives a clear indication that something is off. Now, go back to Hollywood. Many people believe that Stanley Kubrick was in charge of creating this Hollywood production of the moon landing. And you look at the moon landing, um, you just look at it. It looks like a piece of just junk that landed on there. There's tons of other... Um, you know, red flags about the moon landing itself. Who's taking the picture? How, how how is the flag flying? Look at the, you know, the earth and, and how that looks. I mean, there's so many different things. I think there's even something about, um, the moon boot and just even their spacesuits that, that they said they went to going through the Van Allen belt. Um, you guys, it's, it's ridiculous when you start to research this stuff. And I remember one day, I was standing outside and I looked up and it was a blue, it was a beautiful blue sky day, sunny day. And I saw the moon and the moon was like a crescent, I believe at the time. And you could see the blue sky through the moon. And I thought to myself in that moment, I was like, they never went there. They never went there. They lied to us. And so I go back to the question, would our government lie to us? Would the leaders and the politicians and the media of the world lie to us. What is your answer to that question? My resounding answer is yes. Yes, they absolutely would lie to us. And when you look at the word NASA in the Hebrew, um, this is another very telling point about this because many of you are familiar with the NASA logo and you know we've got like that split um tongue almost looking of a snake that's going through it um through the blue you know blue circle the logo but this word nasa is in in transliteration it's n-a-s-a in the hebrew and it's pronounced nasha but this verb is um is really interesting and this word nasa or nasha in the hebrew means to beguile to deceive to be beguiled, to utterly deceive. And when you think about NASA and why they named, you know, that why they named it NASA, um, you start to put these pieces together and you see a bigger picture. And I always say that, and I know that um, I'm kind of a broken record in that regard, but <laughs> I really mean it. You guys put the pieces together. You're going to see the big picture of who these people are. And once you peel back, um, the layers of the connections of NASA and space to the Vatican as well and to the coming deception that they're propagating right now of the UFOs and the aliens and you tie it all back to the Pope and the Vatican is all intricately weaved together and you can't deny it. And so here we are with this idea of did the moon landing really happen? And and I after searching this out and after researching, I definitely do not believe that we landed on the moon. And so I want to quote from this book, um, Like Clay Under the Seal. It says this, it says, when you discover that all of these lies about space and the moon landings and the shape of the earth and the cosmos have come from Nazis who were deep into satanic secret societies and world leaders that admit they worship Lucifer, then your eyes are opened to the end time conspiracy foretold in biblical prophecy. And this is where 
I kind of want to shift gears here as we kind of wrap this up because this, you guys, is really important to understand the deception behind NASA, the deception behind these world leaders and the lies, the horrible, deep lies that these people have been propagating and perpetuating throughout hundreds of years, you know, millennia, really, since since time um, and since beginning of time, you know, and so when you start to understand who these people are, you start to see through the magic trick and you start to see this world for what it really is. And I do believe that if you can shift and shatter that paradigm that you've been taught in school and the lies that they've um, told us for so many years, um, if you can shatter that, if you can start to test this and really bring it to God and say, Lord, give me wisdom, give me understanding about this. I want to know. I really want to know. And that was my prayer many years. I, I got to a point, I started looking into this around 2015, 2016, um, and into 2017. And that was my prayer. I was like, God, I, I just want to know. I want to know, know the mysteries. I want to know the truth. And the Bible says, when you know the truth, it shall make you free. And that's what we all want. You know, we want to be free from mental slavery. And, you know, Bob Marley got it right. Um, This breakdown and this mental bondage and slavery is really how the enemy keeps us entrapped. He keeps us entrapped in the matrix, in, you know, this metaverse. And um, if he can control our mind, then he can control us. And we know that Satan deceived the whole world, the great dragon, right? The serpent. And when you look back in Genesis, and we just studied Genesis chapter three in my Bible study, and um, you know all of the lies of the enemy are right there—the serpent, the nakash, right? This shining one, this diviner, this practicer of this abnormal intelligence and wisdom. And the Bible says here in chapter three of Genesis, and the serpent said unto the woman, "You shall not surely die." That's his first lie: immortality. The Luciferians and the elites want immortality, right? This is why you see this idea of adrenochrome and you know injecting like um, young blood into their veins and all this stuff. This vampiric kind of like ideology right here. Um, but this is the serpent's first lie, and the second lie in verse five says. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then what? Your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods. This is this word Elohim, this little g gods, these rulers, okay? And knowing good and evil. And so these are the lies of the serpent. This uh, this idea of your eyes shall be opened goes to this idea of enlightenment of the third eye, right? This awakening that so many people are deceived by today. This People think there's this great awakening. They think that something amazing is going to come. And, um, you know, you have a lot of people pushing like a false light, a false awakening. And this idea of a great awakening on some regards, you know, we are all are waking up. We are waking up to this idea that there is good and evil in the world. But where I want to go with this, and this is the crux of how I want to um, bring the Bible into this is Satan has tricked us. He is the deceiver of the world. He is the shiny Nakash snake, this diviner, this omen teller, this oracle teller. And when you tie that into to, to NASA, beguiler, right? A deceiver. It's all connected here. And you think about how Satan says you, you'll be as gods. You will be like little G gods and you will be divine almost is this idea. And, um, so 
in this, the woman, it says, as you keep going, she ends up eating because she wanted to, she, she took the food and she ate and she wanted to be wise. And this is that idea of knowledge, Gnostic knowledge, more knowledge, more, 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 right? Um, this is what tempted her. She wanted to know more. She wanted to be as God. She believed the lie of the enemy and the serpent and Akash and chose to go a different path in disobedience because of this quest of knowledge. And when you look at today and you look at these in quote truthers online and these people who are perpetuating, you know, oh, this is a psyop and look at this. Oh my gosh, these people are horrible. And and look at this, you got to understand this. And even even to the extreme of occult knowledge and symbolism knowledge and more knowledge about, you know, Hollywood and some of these secret societies. And, you know, I, I've been convicted, I will be the first to admit that there was a time back in 2016, where I really took a hard bite. And I was like, diving deep into this stuff. And now I realize that there is a trap there. There is a trap in going off this narrow road to either extreme, either far right or far left. And so if you find yourself kind of veering off of the narrow path and going into these extremes and becoming obsessed with more knowledge, more understanding, more wisdom, more truth, right? Um, I love to steer away from this idea that I'm a truther. The only truth I know is the truth of the word of God. And whatever he decides to show me is what I'm going to stand in. And I really don't even like that word truther anymore because it's been so um, muddied and it's it's really not the truth that matters. And so as we wrap up and finish, I want to read to you guys 2 Timothy 3. And it says, This know also that in the last days perilous or dangerous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Get this, verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And then as we move to verse 7, it says this, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is where I want to leave you guys. I want you to really test what's going on in your life. Test yourself first. There's a biblical principle, a biblical tenant that says, take the plank out of your own eye. It starts with you and I. It starts with you. Um, so many people want to blame everybody else in their life. Oh, they hurt me. They abandoned me. Look what they did to me. You know, the constant ever ever so victim right of of their circumstances and never taking responsibility for themselves and that will lead you into error because you aren't you aren't taking a hard look at where you're at in your life and so sometimes we can't do that sometimes we need to go to counseling sometimes you know I work with a lot of people that just need that extra help need somebody to objectively and help them truth in love and help them identify some of these areas where they're struggling in. But when we look at ourselves, then we can then move forward and start to test other people and start to look at this verse five, which says having a form of godliness. This is this form of godliness are these people who say they're Christians, who say they're spiritual, who say 
that um, they know God and have those Bible verses up there, right? Have all the right words, but they're lacking the power thereof. What does the power come from? The power comes from being a true believer, walking in the Holy Spirit, abiding with Christ. And if you see people who are not operating in the fruit of the Spirit, if they're despisers of those that are good, if they are false accusers, gossipers, slanderers, people that are constantly throwing people under the bus and stirring the pot and evil and mean and not having a natural affection for their brother or sister, these are people you want to stay away from. Stay away from them and pray for, for them from afar because you know bad company corrupts good character and there's a time and a place where once you identify this with the Holy Spirit, you need to put up boundaries with these kinds of people in your life. And sometimes you need to cut ties. Sometimes you need to say, you know what, I need to, to walk away. And, um, and that is okay to do. Um, it doesn't mean that you're unloving or that you're mean. It means that you're setting boundaries so that you don't fall away because bad company, like I said, corrupts good character. And so in verse seven, it talks about ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And this is this idea here, guys, you can know all the truth at the end of the day. You can know that the moon landing was fake. You can know that the elitists of the world are, you know, Satanists and and you can know the occult symbolism, like the back of your hand and, and all of these things, right? But if you never come to the knowledge of the truth, which is God's word, which is his son, Jesus, if you never come to that, you're missing it all. Are you willing to take that gamble? Are you willing to take that gamble? That's what it comes down to. Don't allow your past mistakes or people in your life that have hurt you, that have been in the church, don't allow them to dictate what you believe or don't believe about God. It's up to you to discover it because guess what? You got a 50-50 chance, right? In your mind. And isn't it worth it? to search us out and ask God if he really is who he says he is. Eternity banks on that, your eternity. And so don't allow your past hurts and other people's opinions to sway you from trying to find the true knowledge that comes in God's word. Um, it's worth it. Um, eternity, that's what it, that's what it banks on. And so I want to leave you guys with that hope that for now, that door is open. You know, there is going to come a time when that window is going to close, that door is going to close and God's wrath is going to come out upon this earth and the window of salvation and grace is going to be gone. You don't want to wait till that last day when you're like, oh my gosh, I wasted my whole life and I never came to the knowledge of the truth. So do it today. Um, ask God to show himself to you. And he will, I promise you, he will do that. And more than me promising you, he promises you, um, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And, um, I hope that gives you guys hope today. And I hope you learned a few things. I hope you guys have a great day and we will see you next time.